0: Coming up on this episode of Whiskey Wednesday. And One year, the chief of police came to my house and he came knocking at my door and he goes, he asked for me by name and I said, yes. And he said, I know what you're doing. I don't have proof, but I want you to leave my town. And I
1: looked at him and I said, yes, sir. And I moved. <laughs> right, let's go, Bobby. We're on Whiskey Wednesdays. It's just a show where we talk about interesting stories from interesting people.
0: Whiskey Wednesday. That's very interesting in,
1: in itself. Let's just start with some whiskey.
0: Grab my crutch here.
1: Oops. Oh, we me give you a little bit more. Here we go. Oh boy! Cheers.
0: Cheers, my man.
1: Bobby Dixon. Yeah. Thanks for
0: being here, man. It's, it's a pleasure to be here. I, 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 I'm loving this opportunity, for sure.
1: It's pretty sweet. We just started the show. This is our second episode, so we're super glad you're here. Could you tell us a little bit about who you are?
0: Well, my name's Bobby Dixon. I'm 58 years old, and uh, I've come up through the School of Hard Knocks, if you know what I mean. And uh, I'm a product of the 80s, so I'm trying to go back to the 80s, if you can't tell already by my yeah. chart-top and haircut there. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I've, I've uh, just come up through the ranks playing music, and uh, now I do music for a living, basically.
1: How long have you been doing that for?
0: Oh, well, seriously, into music since about 2000. The year 2000 I was in punk rock bands and gothic bands and uh but I just never knew how to take it serious I wasn't wasn't very much into practicing well practicing to to learn actual music I I still don't uh, know actual music theory I just do whatever's in my heart
1: yeah yeah sorry about that it's all right I know I tapped that pretty good so
0: What do you play these days? Well, I do a mixture of original music and a lot of the old Western music that has uh, long been forgotten. A lot of of rock and roll classics that, you know, you'll never get a chance to hear them again because, A, you know, most of the artists are deceased. But I do, like, Bowie stuff and I do... I do some birds stuff and, you know, I just, I love music that really had an impact on my life and, uh, you'll never be able to hear them live again. So I try to do them with a little bit of soul so you can actually feel the way they were written. That's awesome. That's like yeah. paying
1: tribute to, yeah, to the past. Yeah. That's yeah. really cool. What would you call your style that you play like of your originals? Well, I just got back
0: from Nashville a few months ago, and the Nashville Session players there, you know, they looked at this crazy California cowboy, and uh, they called it Melancholy Western, so that kind of, I was just like, holy shit, that's it, you know? But I, I've i have always been um, a Johnny Cash fan, and Merle, and all those guys, and the band that I had before my band, the cash profits was a band called the dead billies. And we were a gotha Billy band. And we were like, I guess we, we called it hell country back then, but we had, we had the opportunity to play with Hank Williams, the third Reverend Horton heat. We played with a lot of middle of the road bands yeah. that are, are very, uh, right now they're really sought after because they they just had that hell in them I guess
1: that's awesome yeah could you give us a little taste of uh what you're playing now um well I, I could let's see here
0: here's a Danzig song one of the Danzig songs that uh he wrote for Johnny Cash and I'll just do a couple of couple of lines from it And this is Johnny Cash covering a Danzig song. So that's kind of, that's some good shit right there, if you ask me. Bad luck when been blowing at my back. A little out of tune. I was born to bring trouble to wherever I am at. Got the number 13 tattooed on my neck. When the ink starts to itch then the black will turn to red. I was born in the soul of misery, never had me a name. They just gave me that number when I was young. They just gave me that number when I was young. You know, just stuff like that, man. I like that. Even though it's out of tune, that sounds really good. Yeah, this is my old guitar, 64 Gibson, and uh, got nylon strings on it, so when I press down hard, it pulls them out of tune. So.
1: Yeah. <laughs> That's sweet. Yeah. Uh, any significance to the name Sue? Yeah, this is Sue right here. I've got a number of guitars, and they all have
0: uh, girls' names because I am a fan of women. You know, they're one of the best things. In the, when yeah. God said, I'm going to make the world, and I'm going to make something good, I'm glad he put women yeah. on that list. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I agree. So since 2000, you've been playing music. Have you been doing it full-time since 2000? No. I,
0: I actually was working for a major corporation, which I don't want to name because um, they they pretty much uh, stole a pretty big part of mine, my my son's, and and my life, you know, because we all worked together at the same place when we lived in Santa Barbara, and it got bought out by a major corporation, and so we were sitting at home in Santa Barbara and. We get this letter and it says you can either, A, move to Folsom and uh, work for this and you can bring your seniority and you can bring all your, you know, all your benefits over or you can stay here and be on unemployment. So we're sitting there and we had already started our Johnny Cash Band, the, uh, the Cash Profits. And so we had, had already been playing for like five years. We started this, we, we started that when Johnny Cash was still alive. So it, we were just really, really good at it. Cause we yeah. were a three piece and up bass and electric guitar. I mean, we were like the Tennessee three. And uh, so I would just looked at my son's eyes like, it's kind of ironic, you know, Folsom out of all the places in the world they want us to move to Folsom and they'll give us a, a severance package to move over so we did so we all started the Folsom thing and when we hit here we hit like it was on fire we we played Folsom prison like four times behind the walls for the prisoners wow we played um we're just really blessed. We everywhere we went, people were like, "We want these these guys," you know, because we had that sound, that original sound, or the Cash original sound. But it, you know, the the job part about it was uh, very very difficult because it was at that time, you know, um, they wanted you to almost be anti-American.
1: Well, it's corporate. It's life sucking.
0: Yeah. And so I didn't know how to do that. I didn't know how to say, I didn't know how to say, you know, I I love Jesus Christ and I love Merry Christmas and I love everything that makes us American and makes us free. And I didn't know how to denounce that. So I couldn't keep my mouth shut. Yeah, so I was always in the office like, hey, so-and-so said that you said this. And I'm like, well, of course I did. You know, I love Jesus. You know, I don't, I don't have to, I don't have to denounce mine because because you said or, or whatever. You know, I was just I was just well, as you can tell, I was kind of rebellious. And that's a uh, good rebellion. Yeah. I stood up for my rights and then so one day my wife took me to work and you know, I just really, really didn't want to be there. Had some conflict with this guy that you know, I it was it was just this guy and, and I said, Hey, Take this out. Why don't you come over to my house? We'll take off our shoes. I'll build a fire. We'll drink some iced tea and talk about our problems, right? Talk about why we can't get along. Because I wanted to get along with him. He turned me in. They wrote me up. They gave me time off. They said it was a terrorist threat. And which was kind of, I mean, I don't know how politically you guys want to get into this, but. (laughs) And and let me drink a little bit more before we go down that road. I swear that's all I told him. I said, let's just drink some sweet tea and we'll take off our shoes and sit by the fire and talk about what's, what's this thing between us. So it's clearly a threat. Yeah. Well, they, he totally took it to management. Management took me in and gave me a few days off to think about it. And I was just like, so I told my wife, I was coming back to work. Said I just don't want to be here anymore. I'm not happy she goes you're not happy and I said no she said get in the car and I got in the car and we drove away and I never looked back and I made I was making like 40 bucks an hour wow I had everything yeah I had my whole life in front of me and I was just so unhappy that I walked away and I never looked back and then I started I I was always doing this in between so I'd work You know five days a week and then I'd work three days a week you know or two days a week you know the whole weekend and uh, she said do what makes you happy and then she started managing me and boy did it take off it was like everybody wanted me and uh, so I was doing solo stuff and band stuff our band was just on fire and uh I started doing solo stuff more and more. And Then when my wife passed away, my whole life shifted again because I was like, I don't know if I can do this and, and sustain, you know, be able to pay my rent and everything. And so I just caught fire. I just had to. I had to make ends meet. So I had to watch every penny and. Play my gauge, and sell myself to all these people, and uh, it worked. It worked. So now I don't even—I mean, I'm. This month has been a hard month for me, but I don't have to. I don't really have to hustle anymore, as people are calling me vineyards and, you know, they're like, "Hey!" And so I—I I do my calendar just right so I can make that god awful amount of rent that I need to pay every.
1: Yeah, out here in California? Yes. <laughs> and so that's what I'm doing. You know? That's really cool. So you successfully left the 9 to 5 and have been successful chasing the dream? Yeah. And that's
0: been going on for...
1: Oh.
0: Almost 10 years.
1: Would you say that success is a dollar value or a happiness value? Oh, my
0: happiness value. That's, this is the only thing that makes me happy, is this. It's the only thing that makes me feel um, even halfway a human being. Because wow. when I'm not playing, I'm just sitting in front of mindless TV with a cat and playing this sometimes in just Canadian horror movies that are just freaking ridiculous. <laughs> But it's, it's just something that's back there and it's, and like, um, I haven't, I haven't really, um, I haven't really moved yet since my wife passed. So it's like, and she's given me hints to do it. I mean, she gave me a hint to get in my truck during the pandemic and play. And so I drive around in my old 33 Dodge and play out of the back of it with my generator and uh, just play to the masses that couldn't come outside or wouldn't come outside. Yeah. So I'd play cul-de-sac shows and park shows and just off of tips. And uh, it was really, really successful.
1: You just grinded your way through that. I did. That's awesome. I played almost 300
0: shows in in just one year. Wow. Just Monday through Friday, you know, Monday through through Sunday and uh, always had a show. Just with my truck, people would, I mean, I, I, I would pull out here on Main Street and start playing in tips only and make bank. Wow. And it was, people were just like so happy that somebody was doing that because nobody, everybody was afraid. You remember the fear? Yeah. I remember. Oh, man. It was,
1: it was uh, pretty crazy. And but you found a way to I keep did. going. I did. And, and I bet you work. wouldn't trade it at all. To go back to that nine to five. Yeah.
0: You can you can if they said, come back, we'll give you everything and a raise and all this, I still wouldn't go back because I'm not I'm not that kind of person that likes to be pushed into submission, you know, pushed into doing something that I'm really not
1: comfortable with. And it seems like corporate does that a lot. I degree I haven't worked there, but I've seen it. Yeah. Watched it, heard enough stories. Yeah. And, you know, without putting anybody anybody down, it's just
0: not my cup of tea. I'm just, that's not me. And
1: well, when you got your own dream that you want to chase, yeah, it's kind of hard to sit there every day knowing that you're giving eight plus hours a day to somebody else's dream when yours is back at home waiting for you to pick it up and get out and start playing. Yep. And them stepping on your head to get to the top.
0: Yeah. Um, there is no top in corporate. <laughs>
1: no. So you, you made a comment off camera that you went from drugs to Gibsons. Could you kind of unpack that a little bit for us of, of what you were talking about? Well, yeah. I mean, younger, I always, I always smoked whatever
0: resembled marijuana, I guess, at, in those years. So anything that was green, I guess we were trying to smoke it. <laughs> but, but as I got older, <laughs> as I got older, we, uh, I, I, um, I dropped out of high school, out of twelfth uh, grade. I had like sixteen credits to go, and it's. I was just watching all my friends that were high school graduates and college graduates working at Taco Bell and frying chicken and all this stuff and I was just like man I, I had an opportunity one of my mom's boyfriends he worked in the oil fields in Bakersfield and he said and I was the I was the kid always f-ing up and uh, my mom said take him and I was like yeah take me and so I went to the oil fields and I lied my way in used my mom's social security number and uh, started working in the oil fields. So I worked in the oil fields for like 25 years help, helping uh, build this country. I worked for Exxon, Texaco, Arco. I worked for all these, these people as a construction worker, welders, I had welders and front end loaders and backhoes and pipe fitters and all under me. And I'm reading these blueprints, you know, I came up pretty fast, but I also started dealing drugs heavily because my welder was like, he's from the one of the major distributors across the border over there. But anyway, I started, (laughs) I started uh, dealing drugs pretty heavily. And so my philosophy was never become the dope that you're peddling. And so for me, that meant don't do, don't do, you know, just sell it. So I started dabbling a little bit in it, but I never became a, a full blown junkie. I became a money junkie. You got addicted to that. Yeah, green. that money. different kind of green, not the smoking yes. kind. Right, the money. And so I'm living in this town and I'm dealing like, And see, I would never keep my my product in my house or around my house. I would, since I knew the oil field so well, I would have maps of these oil fields and I would put it in tissue paper and roll it up and say, yours is under this pumping unit, you know, by the start button and they would just wire the money. And I'd give them a map to where they could find that amount. Wow. Which crazy Uh, shit. Am I incriminating myself here? (laughs) But anyway, it's, I I did that for like 15 years. And one year the chief of police came to my house and he came knocking at my door and he goes, he asked for me by name. And I saw yes. And he said, I know what you're doing. I don't have proof, but I want you to leave my town. And I looked at him and I said, Yes, sir. And I moved. <laughs> out of fear or No, I out of I was, didn't want to go to prison. You know. A little bit of fear? A little bit of fear, but also a, a lot of brain. Yeah. I, I, I knew that. Re- did you realize you reached the end of your row? I did. And I wasn't gonna I wasn't gonna sacrifice my girlfriend, which I should have, you no. Know. <laughs> but I wasn't gonna <laughs> I wasn't going to get anybody in trouble. I wasn't going to whistle blue. I wasn't going to get anybody in trouble. I I had done what I needed and wanted to do, and the hardest thing to stop was the money. So, I just started working in electronics and and uh, and music, and so I just totally stopped that. I mean, totally stopped the buds and everything, you know. Yeah. And I I believe that this whole path that I'm on is for a reason, you know, and it's to teach other people and to let them know, you know, don't give up on your dreams no matter where you're from, you know?
1: So what, you, 16, 17 years old, lie your way into the oil fields, do that for another... For 25 years. So... Then did you jump into corporate after that?
0: I I actually did a lot of stuff in between that. I did some iron work, high rise iron work because I was really good with balance and I could walk the beams. Yeah. And uh, did uh, some asbestos removal, like around these parts here. And it, it's kind of ironic that it, here I am back in this town that, that when my whole life was shifting I'm now living like a few miles down the road from these places where we totally encapsulated the whole place, and which was we basically a building like this, we'd turn it into a big ziplock bag two times over. So you'd get rid of all the dust and fibers and all of that, and then you'd roll that up and then you'd have another clean bag and you'd have to shower in and out of the rooms because... Suspicious, it'll yeah. kill you. So uh, I did that for about about ten years, wow. and worked for Del Monte and and Woodland and got fired from there. And uh, then I moved back home to Santa Barbara and start playing music. This, my uncles always played, my grandfather played, and uh, I was just never interested until I stopped for a minute to reevaluate everything like hey man you know because i i love used to love the way my uncle sang and and so uh just one day i don't i don't know what happened something clicked and i got a guitar and my wife and i we were self-taught you know we just casio keyboard you know we just yeah. start playing along to it and then we we built this band that uh was pretty damn good.
1: It was all right. Yeah, sounds like it. That was the same man that came up to Folsom with you?
0: No. That was the, the deadbillies were was that bad. I mean we toured with the cramps and I mean, we toured with some, some pretty good heavy hitting bands. But when when uh, my wife and I got a divorce, my sons and I were sitting at home, we're like, oh God, I'm bored to tears, right? And so we did a uh, an open mic night in Santa Barbara and I was they're like, Well, what do you want to play? And I said, uh, you know, instead of playing the songs that we wrote about killing and dying and all that, um, we started I said, let's just do some Johnny Cash songs. Simple, you know, d you know, all that stuff. And uh when we did it, it just went off. Everybody was like, Holy sh what is this? Right, Because I, I was blessed with a voice that I could sound like Johnny Cash if I really, really, really wanted to. I could be like spot on. And so one son playing stand-up bass and the other one playing a Telecaster guitar, it was a no-brainer. Yeah. So I was like, let's just do that. And then so I just got this notebook together that had all his songs and we started just trucking nonstop. That's awesome. Yeah. And they're my sons, so... Some more Blessing. quality
1: time with your kids, right? It's great. All those
0: blessings were, and and they still we still play together, so they're still with me.
1: That's so cool. Yeah. So, I'm also a fellow believer, so I got to ask: Did you have that like wall that you hit when you met Jesus, or did you know him your whole life? And I knew what, him my whole life. What was that like de- with dealing drugs and kind of going through everything you went through before you kind of jump back on a a better path. I think it was okay because he
0: was never there to judge me. <laughs>
1: yeah. But you know, I
0: I always I always knew that that there was a you know, I've been in car accidents that that had taken people's lives and I'd been in just really I w- I would push myself. I was like really an adrenaline junkie and I would push myself into these almost death-defying acts and he had so many chances to take me and, and never took one It's a lot so, of grace yeah yeah so i know there's something i mean i'm i didn't i didn't really think that i'd live to see 18 21 23 25 i mean up the whole thing because i was so reckless and here i am at 58 going on 59 you know going holy shit, is your heart going to give out you know <laughs> But it's, yeah, God's always been with me in Jesus. And we were baptized Mormon when I was 13, when my my father left my mom. And, you know, all the religions that you can even think about, I mean, they take care of their own. They take care of my mom and my family. That's perfect. That's golden. Yeah. I mean, so I don't believe that you have to be any denomination to have God I don't think you have to give your money to any God because our God's already rich you know and so I try to tell my mom that I'm like mom I, I, don't, I can't afford tithings and all this stuff I need the money my landlord obviously needs the money so uh, so um, yeah it's uh, it's just it's amazing his power and I told her I said, you know I even wrote a song for her say because she's like oh Bobby your tattoos and you always sing about the devil and you always sing about this and I'm like mom I sing about God too I mean it, you know it's it's they're just not similar but there you know everybody walks the path of good and evil everyone and it's that line that you you know, you could easily actually, you could even accidentally fall into that one. If you got in a drunk driving and you took a family on the way from church, you know, yeah. you'd never be forgiven, but you could be as innocent as a f-ing lamb and make that mistake that could hurt somebody for life. So it's, um, and so I wrote my, my song, uh, he walks with me and I said, mom, he always has, I mean,
1: I'm here. That's proof you know? Yeah. So out of all these jobs that you've done, you've kind of lived this crazy life, it sounds like. Yeah. Seems like you finally have landed on the career and the job that you feel you've always kind of been destined to do. Does that still kind of make you happy knowing you've, even though it took a while to find you, you found it and made it your ultimate decision to do full-time?
0: This is the happiest I've ever been in my life because I can do anything with this you know I can fly I go outside right now and and take off and fly around and check out all the traffic in a song you know and if you make it believable enough you take people with you
1: that's 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 key yeah yeah music's very impactful I think it's got a lot of power to it any crazy shows you've played
0: or uh, a lot of crazy shows.
1: <laughs> any, any uh, thing that stands out on on a tour or a show or anything that you've done, that you're like, yep, that's a top five.
0: I played with Chris Kristofferson. I played with Anita Carter. I've I've had um, Johnny Cash's daughter come up to me and say, "Nobody's plays nobody plays my daddy's music like you do." Wow! I mean, those are that's gonna feel good. Yeah, to me, those are the things. I'm not rich in in monetary, you know, at all. But my heart is just whoa. I mean, I'm I'm pretty happy.
1: Can you give us a taste of a Johnny Cash song?
0: Oh man, let's see. Was that Uh, putting
1: you on the spot too much?
0: At my door, the leaves are falling. A cold, wild wind will come. Sweethearts walk by together, and I still miss someone. That up. (laughs) I go out on a party. AND LOOK FOR A LITTLE FUN BUT I FIND A DARKENED CORNER CAUSE I STILL MISS SOMEONE THOUGH I NEVER GOT OVER THOSE BLUE EYES I SEE THEM EVERYWHERE I MISS THOSE ARMS THAT HELD ME WHEN ALL THE LOVE WAS THERE. I WONDER IF SHE'S SORRY FOR LEAVING WHAT WE HAD BEGUN. THERE'S SOMEONE FOR ME SOMEWHERE. AND I STILL MISS SOMEONE THOUGH I NEVER GOT OVER THOSE BLUE EYES I SEE THEM EVERYWHERE I MISS THOSE ARMS THAT HELD ME WHEN ALL THE LOVE WAS THERE I wonder if she's sorry For leaving what we had begun There's someone for me somewhere And I still miss someone I still miss
1: someone That was great. Thank you. Well, I say we end it right there. Yeah. That was awesome. Bobby, thanks for being here. Thank you. Join us on Whiskey Wednesdays.